good Monday morning. Welcome to Connect, the California MBA's weekly podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Dustin Hobbs, Communications Director here at the California MBA. We've got a great guest today. I'm excited to jump in and uh, chat with him about uh, where we're at technology-wise in the industry and uh, get his thoughts on uh, what the future looks like and uh, sort of even the challenges that he's faced this year uh, as we've all faced many challenges thanks to the pandemic and the refi boom. So we'll get to that in just a second. But before we do that, I want to thank our sponsors over at Incelerate. So Incelerate, the leading mortgage customer experience platform featuring lead management, CRM, and engagement that helps close that helps lenders close more loans by increasing efficiency gains across sales, marketing, operations management, has just recently announced the release of its data IE solution. So this innovative solution allows lenders to better serve their customers by quickly turning borrower data into actionable insights and intelligent engagement. Data IE delivers powerful data insights, leverages that data to enhance borrower engagement, and provides personalized outreach to enhance borrower relationships while delivering timely messaging throughout the borrower journey. Accelerate's dynamic Data IE solution enables loan officers to craft the right message at the right time with the right offer through the power of intelligent data and engagement. This delivers timelier and more personalized engagement, enhanced borrower retention, and higher conversions. So for more information or to catch a demo, visit Accelerate.com or you can call the number listed in the description below. So let's uh, jump over to Susan Malazzo for this week's weekly update from the California MBA. Susan? Thanks, Dustin. Hi, this is Susan with the California MBA and I welcome you to our final message of 2020. Um, phew, this has, been, uh, this has been a tough year for sure. Um, I know that those of us at the California MBA were very sorry that we couldn't see you uh, in person at our events this year. We are very excited for 2021. We're planning some of our major conferences to return to an in-person format um, later in 2021. So we are, are anxiously looking forward to that time. Um, I thought as I look back at uh, this crazy year, I would take a moment to just send out some thank yous uh, to those who helped us um, make it through 2020. Um, first and foremost, I would like to thank our member companies and our conference sponsors. Uh, it's through your incredible support that we can remain um, vigilant advocates for the real estate finance industry before the California State Legislature. Um, we had some hard-fought ones in uh, wins in 2020, and we will be preparing for many of the same issues to be popping up uh, in the legislature in the new year. I um, also want to thank the National MBA for their just unwavering support on a wide range of um, legislative issues here in our state, as well as the sound defeat of Props 15 and 21 on our November ballot. National MBA, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for your support um, this year and throughout all the years. I also wanna thank our President's Council sponsors. Uh, so those are companies that provide an annual sponsorship to the association. And um, we wanna thank uh, Quicken Loans, Incelerate, and Bankers Insurance Services for your year-round support this year. Thank you very much. Um, I am very fortunate to work with an inspiring group of leaders uh, that make up my board of directors. Uh, this year, they were led by Bill Lohman, President and CEO of American Pacific Mortgage. I can assure you that they are all dedicated to continuing to grow and strengthen this organization so that we can continue to protect access to affordable credit in California. 
Last but uh, certainly not least, I want to thank you, um, my incredible staff. You guys worked tirely this year and uh, were just incredible. Um, they pivoted in the many ways that the events of 2020 dictated and did it with um, professionalism and, um, and poise. And I was very happy to work side by side to get through this, uh, this crazy year. We are really looking forward to 2021 and um, looking forward to a successful new year. So with that, I'd like to wish all of you very happy holidays and a prosperous 2021. Back to you, Dustin. All right, thanks, Susan. Now I wanna introduce our guest today. I'm excited to welcome in Eric Enright. He's the COO and CTO at Top of Mind. Eric, welcome. Thank you, Dustin, thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's uh, let's start at the background here. I, I'm curious to find out uh, uh, what your background is and how your experience, your varied experience in the industry and outside the industry even led you to uh, where you're at at Top of Mind. Yeah, thank you. So I came, uh, my background, I'm a software engineer uh, by trade, so computer science degree. And what I really do uh, like is uh, where technology can enable solving problems for a customer or for a market. I spent 13 years at a B2B e-commerce company. And then I went over to a fintech company uh, named Cardinal Commerce, uh, which ended up being acquired by Visa. So I spent about five years in the fintech on the credit card processing and security side. And then I was introduced to Top of Mind. Uh, and what I like is all three share in the thread of growing an organization, scaling operations, people, process technology, and empowering those solutions to the marketplace. So. Uh, it's been a it's been a great ride, and uh, I love being here at Top of Mind. Yeah, well, and it's interesting you mentioned the uh, sort of that common thread between the companies and industries that you've worked at, and it sounds like that sort of you know in a sense prepared you for this year. I mean, you talked about the biggest you know challenges. I'm curious what you think the biggest challenge for you has been this year, you know, leading the operation to, and operations and technology for uh, Top of Mind. Yeah, so even in a non-COVID year. Uh, we've had a remarkable year, and we've been around for 16 to 17 years, uh, and we continue to provide value to our customers and ultimately the borrowers, right, which is why we're, we're all here. And for years, we've had a strong and effective remote workforce, top of mind, uh, and we've been investing and growing our in-office environment as well, complementing that remote workforce over the last two and a half years. But when this hit, uh, we were seamlessly able to shift back into a purely remote work from home environment as we're spread out all over the country. We have headquartered in Atlanta, office in Cleveland, and then we're all over the country. So obviously every state, every region, every county has different, different requirements. And we've been able to uh, not miss a beat from how we communicate, how we collaborate, how we innovate um, through that. We have had to be patient uh, with some of our product launches as, and we needed to listen and adapt to help support the needs of our customers and where they feel the pinch points. So we're all going through this together. Obviously, you know, one of the, one of the words that this has become is all unprecedented, right? Both in the refi boom, the volume of transactions and in the pandemic. And we have to be patient because we have some terrific capabilities that we continue to be excited to share with our customers, but they're not ready right now because they're trying to keep their heads above water and they're trying to ultimately service their customers, borrowers. And so 
um, you know, we need to be patient because people aren't really looking right now for increased lead flow. Uh, we've actually had some customers ask us to tune down the system. Can you please, we're getting too many responses from the Surefire campaigns. Can you please uh, turn them down a little bit? Good problems to have, right? Yeah, theoretically good problems to have, but we can't be distracted from that because there's a, you know, we have to keep doing the basics that help uh, good marketing, good engagement, good retention. We have to keep those going while we deal with uh, the backlog of, of requests. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been it's been fun, uh, and and we're really finding different ways that we can help. Uh, so you know, some customers are are asking for um, our professional service engagement to help us uh, empower these, you know, outsource the marketing team, if you will. Other customers are benefiting from what we call uh, our blueprints for success, which are pre-built marketing campaigns that you can then tailor and tune to make your own because everybody's different. Everybody has their own specific needs. But starting with a blank sheet of paper can be overwhelming. And so what we've done is we've we've cultivated these over the our industry experience, our subject matter expertise, and our full-time content team. We're able to combine these and make them available to support the, the high-producing originator that needs marketing support or to support the admin-led marketing teams that are overwhelmed uh, with different requests coming from, from their internal customers. So uh, we, we've, we've been flexible, nimble, and, and have adjusted uh, in this environment. Would you say that uh, just looking at, uh, I mean, we talked about the challenges that you guys have faced internally as a company. I mean, and then a little bit you've touched on uh, the challenges of your customers. Would you would you say that's been their biggest challenges here, aside from the work from home thing, which I think a lot of people had figured out by you know March, uh, March, April, May. Um, would you say it is just the dealing with the volume? Uh, certainly, we hear the volume. We see the volume. Um, like you said, it's a good problem to have, hard to complain about so many deals coming in. Um, what this has also done is kind of a ready or not, here we come. So we've, we've the, the industry as a whole was forced into uh, the remote appraisals and the e-closings and these other software solutions. And you're right, most people are adapting well and uh, doing what they can to try to keep up in a work from home. But what we don't want to lose, and what, what Surefire is very good at, is we don't want to lose that human connection throughout the process. And we don't want to be commoditized. We don't want our originators to be commoditized. Nobody wants to be commoditized uh, and, and replaced with automation. And, and how do we get that blend um, through multi-channel engagement of email and text and automated closing gifts and postcards and one of the things that we kind of leapfrogged in our roadmap based on this environment is reaching borrowers through personal video. So uh, personal video, you know, there's plugins, we've had plugins into Surefire, but natively into Surefire in a more compelling way to engage with the borrower and with your real estate partners and other uh, uh, processors and, and originator teams has been an effective solution that we've enabled through this time. So uh, in, 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 in talking and listening to other industry experts and, and seeing what makes a good team in this environment, 
it's also knowing which part of the business do you need to spend your time on because you you don't want to clog up your your processes with the bad deal you don't want to you don't want to slow down the, the the processing pipeline with someone who's not qualified uh, and so you need to get to know quickly uh, you need to fail fast but then we still need to cultivate those relationships because uh, those customers that may not be ready yet or not qualified they're still uh, an important stakeholder as the market turns to keep that relationship and cultivate that relationship yeah so i mean specifically then how has how does uh, surefire help lenders manage this the volume that the crazy volume that they've seen this year yeah really by focusing on on uh knowing what to do when obviously uh but also automating the things that uh are, are essential and important to maintaining a good book of business and maintaining customers for life. Uh, automating those to the extent so that you can focus on uh, on what's really important. So me personally, you know, when, when I find that I get really busy, if I only focus on what's right in front of me, things that require my immediate retention attention, you know, can distract me from things that I need to invest in and do for longer term growth. And the same is true. With your book of business if you're if we're only responding to those people that are calling in it's going to be great while they're calling in uh, when the phone stop ringing we don't want our customers to be stuck going from square one right so we don't want to sacrifice future business in lieu of today's business we have to do both how are we going to do both how can we help our originators and help our admin teams our marketing-led admin teams uh, be there for the customers who are both working a deal and keeping them apprised of what's going on, um, working on who we've helped in the past, because if they're not shopping now, they're going to be shopping in the future, uh, and and continue to grow and cultivate, expand our relationships, right, and not just focused on on the backlog. And so, you know, we're not trying to uh, make you do additional things, but uh, and we're not we're not forcing our way, pushing down doors, trying to uh, showcase some of this new technology. Um, but we want to focus on doing the right thing, um, you know, making ourselves be able to help. Uh, and we find when good things happen for our customers, customers, then good things happen for everybody. Right. Well, that, and you mentioned, uh, you know, when the uh, the phone stopped ringing. So, I mean, right now, obviously, you know, as you mentioned earlier, <laughs> getting leads right now is not a problem for most lenders. Um, but at some point, we have to assume that uh, rates will tick back up and we'll find ourselves, you know, not we'll find ourselves out of this refi boom or at least see a slowdown in refinancing. And the focus and the shift at lenders will go back to the purchase side of the business. So, What's, you know, from your perspective, looking ahead to that, what's the winning strategy for lenders? Yeah, I mean, it's in some in some way, it's, you know, make sure that you have in our marketing to the people that you've already acquired, right? And so, you know, we, we've been going through and partnering with our customers. Look, you know, we talk about the leads, the phones are ringing. I have plenty of leads. You also have an existing book of business that you need to make sure that you're cultivating those things through multimedia mixed marketing it's not just one strategy. Uh, we don't want to get overwhelmed with just one strategy. So that's combining text, video, uh, print, physical goods. Those type of marketing strategies are going to be important uh, for your existing book of business, your past book of business, and in the future. It's also um, 
focusing on those partnership relationships, the realtor partners, the home builder partners, expand, expanding your network. Because what I think uh, I find powerful in talking to people is you're going to want to be the person that got the deal done for that realtor or that home builder when no one else could get the deal done. Um, if, if you're a real estate partner, what, what better reference is it that we've done past business together and you were able to get this through your process, right? And so as, as rates are competitive, how are you going to separate yourself? Obviously, having those good relationships and having past success and knowing who I've had past success with and knowing who has an efficient, streamlined process that can get this deal done for me is going to be an important uh, element as we move forward. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's uh, shift gears for you for a second. So I'm curious from your your perspective, I and mean, you guys are, are uh, one of the leaders in content marketing out there, how can lenders uh, break through the noise of social media and connect with these potential borrowers? I mean, obviously there, there's so much content right now in social media. Um, so what's the, what's the strategy? How do they get through that and actually reach those borrowers that they're trying to reach? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. It's a great point. Um, it need, you know, from my perspective, it needs to be relevant, engaging, and valuable. Uh, so part of understanding is understanding what are the goals with social media, and it's not a judgment thing. It's what are your personal goals in social media? Um, certainly, we've seen uh, where people succeed by elevating their personal brand. Some have become celebrity status, which is which can be helpful to gain trust, uh, attain referral business add credibility, those things are important. At the same time, it can be a little bit watered down if everybody's getting the same message. And so that one-to-one -one personal connection is still cherished. That one-to-one -one personal video is thoughtful. A happy birthday uh, text or a happy birthday card is appreciated and not forgotten. And so having, again, this multi-channel uh, marketing approach is important. Social is really important, um, but, but we need to extend that reach and cultivate that personal relationship and the intimate relationship with the borrower. Um, you know, we do this every day uh, for a living. This is our livelihood. Uh, those that may be listening and tuning in, uh, we're, we're experts at lead generation, at closing deals, but we have to remember the borrower this is the largest investment they likely will ever make in their life. And it can be scary. It can be emotional. They don't always get the outcome they want. Uh, they have no idea what these steps are. If, if they're used to a face-to-face, in-process, in-person environment, and now it's shifted online, how do I know what steps I'm going through? And so, you know, with our content in, and um, uh, milestones in our automation, we're able to keep that borrower connected, explain where they're at in the process, take some of that uh, the sharpness or concern out, educate them. We know it. Uh, the borrower doesn't necessarily know what's happening. And, and then by extending that to personalized content, personalized messaging, um, you know, it will be good for the borrower, which will ultimately be good for the originator. Yeah. Well, and you know, to your point, even if you were a a recent borrower in the last five years, I mean, the process has changed even beyond just the uh, in-person aspect. The process has changed dramatically in the past couple of years. 
um, and sped up in some ways and, and uh, you know, more paperwork in other ways. But, you know, I think that all the more highlights the need to make that personal connection with the borrower and, and stay in touch with them. And even like I love the one on one aspect there. That's, you know, yeah. so much more effective, I'm sure, than the uh, the form letter with the printed out signature on it that everyone can recognize in a heartbeat and knows that, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really from them. It was, you know, someone printed this out somewhere. So getting an actual okay. text from your lender, I mean, all the more personal. Yes. Yeah. And so, I think that's, that, I'm okay. sorry to interrupt. That's the, the balance is uh, in, in this, you know, when we talk about what's the next breakthrough in the mortgage technology, and, and, and what's coming, I, to me, it's it's finding that balance, finding that balance of automating the human touch. And and how do I know where to spend my time uh, personally engaging with people through different mediums uh, and, uh, and connecting with people uh, and allowing that automation to go in the background, but but having a very personal human experience throughout the process. I think that's going to be one, getting that balance right is going to be uh, exciting and challenging as there's so many different people trying to find ways to introduce new technology. Um, I think getting that balance right will be important. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, people want the the speed and the, uh, um, how do you say it? the automated, the automation and the, uh, the convenience yeah. of it being, you know, on my phone and, and with an app and where I don't have to talk to anybody. But on the other hand, they do want, people do want a personal connection with their with their lender, to your point, this is the biggest, you know, decision, financial decision they may ever make. So they, you know, they right. want and they should want that that connection. Um, so let's talk about the uh, the um, the marketing and content uh, library that you guys have over there at, at uh, Top of Mind. I mean, you guys have been recognized along with companies like IBM and Pepsi for your uh, marketing content. So tell us how the content library that you guys have sets you apart. Yeah, I, the, where it sets to me. Uh, there's a lot of creative people in the world and and you know we're we're honored to be listed among them and, and be recognized with those awards. What makes uh, Surefire and Top of Mind um, unique is we dedicate and have fully dedicated team members in the mortgage industry. This is this is what we do. And so we are studying the trends. We are standing with you, learning, understanding how this impacts your business, your borrowers. How, how should you be communicating uh, with your internal teams, with your originator teams, with your partners, with your borrowers in the midst of these changes? And so, yeah, we also happen to have really creative and engaging content and, uh, and it's been recognized, which again, we're, we're honored for, but it needs to be relevant to the marketplace that we serve. And um, we find that people value the content, uh, they're able to make it their own. They're able to to you know white label and brand it and theme it based on their colors, their logos. Obviously, they can edit it and 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 uh, cultivate it the way they need to. But again, not everybody's good with a blank sheet of paper. Some people need a starting point. And uh, uh, when we look at where are people having problems, some people are having problems like we talked about, just keeping up with the pace of everything I have to do. And so if I can now outsource part of this uh, content creation, explain forbearance and how it may be impacting you and some frequently asked questions and provide that to the borrowers, people say thank you. Thank you for helping us with that because in this, you know, in this time of change, we're alongside uh, making sure that, that we are here to help. 
Uh, and what's what's been interesting is where our customers are taking us. So we've had several customers now say, you know, um, expanding our roadmap and capabilities into more digital access management. So we have a sophisticated platform. We have this remarkable automation platform. We have uh, subject matter expertise, our blueprints and best practices that are built in. Now they're saying, well, I'm cultivating all this content. I'm approving this content and it's aware of different geographical restrictions and requirements and mandates and has disclaimer, all those things. And I have other systems. So if you, we talk about our tech stack, we have point of sale system, we have lead systems, we have um, these other channels, uh, you know, depending on how the, the bank or the, the lending organization's organized, they may have other ch channels that they wanna make this content available. And they're asking to take the Surefire content outside and get it into those point of sale systems or into the loan origination systems or into these other areas which we're partnering with them to do, which has been exciting to, to again, take this reach. If you're centrally administering and controlling and approving this content, you don't want to have to duplicate it. You don't want to replicate it somewhere else. And so that's a, uh, an unexpected um, thing that we're listening to the market on, uh, looking to empower our customers in that way. That's interesting. And one, you know, going back to your point about, uh, personalizing the content. I mean, it, obviously, it makes so much sense for, you know, especially right now when people are strapped for time. And I mean, and generally, you know, they are, even if, even when we're not in the midst of a refi boom, time is, you know, really a precious thing for a loan officer and the ability to, you know, take a piece of content instead of me spending, you know, a couple of hours working on, like you said, the blank sheet of paper, I can take, you know, the great content you guys have put together and spend five minutes personalizing it. Or if I have no time, I just, you know, will take it as it is. I mean, that's, you know, that saves time and to your point, well, you know, then brings in more business in the end because you've got more time to focus on what you need to focus on. on uh, strength yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And, and for those that may not know, um, you know, many people will know uh, what we do and, and how we do it. So, um, but all of our content is already personalized to the borrower and the lender. And so it is very personalized. And then it's, you know, almost the tone and the messaging. So, you know, if if you find yourself in an environment that has uh, you know strict compliance and they want different controls over what to say, sure, you can obviously tweak some of the messaging. But but you know we've we've taken it a step further with uh, our dynamic personal videos and 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 content print pieces that we've had for a long time that has stood us out for a long time and have put us on the map. Uh, and we've we've continued to accelerate that because we're having marketing teams come to us and saying, look, I'm being tapped to, to help other departments and other divisions, and I like the control I have here, and I want to make this approved content available to other channels. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I can imagine, yeah. So we have one final question here, and I'm curious, this is sort of, uh, you know, um, off topic a hair here, but I'm curious. You, I mean, most of the folks that uh, we talk to on the podcast here, they you have either spent their entire lives from the time they were, you know, 19 or 20, or, you know, spent a long, long time, decades in directly in the mortgage industry, maybe starting out as an, as an LO or, you know, working up as a branch manager. I mean, there's a lot of experience there typically, but your experience is varied. So I'm curious, what can the industry do to better engage with thought leaders and folks outside the industry and bring in fresh ideas and perspectives? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. One of the things that I've 
been fortunate enough to participate in uh, was was something in Ohio. I'm based in Cleveland, Ohio. It's something that um, uh, we started down in Columbus, which was uh, a fintech incubator uh, that includes cross-functional uh, companies, startups, and business problems. Uh, and brings innovative minds and engineers and entrepreneurs in to look at solving these different problems. And so I think you know finding ways to continue to invest, support, uh, uh, and cultivate those innovations based on problems. You know, I've I've watched uh, some of your past interviews, of course, and and whenever we have you have co-founders on, um, you know, we learn an often a thread of a co-founder is they're solving a market problem, and that. That is obviously the key to good business, to successful business, is understanding a market problem and finding solutions for it. And so if there are additional ways to engage uh, with, with uh, either universities or incubators, uh, both from the business and technology side, to really find uh, innovative uh, uh, problem statements. If we know the problem, the innovation of how to solve it is, is fun and can take us in different directions. And so I think partnering with with local uh, and and regional and national uh, groups to help foster those ideas would be would be um, could be pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, and I think that you know I think every lender would agree that you know regardless of what the problem is, we don't always have the the answer isn't always within the industry. Sometimes going outside the industry makes a lot of sense and brings in folks who you know haven't that don't have the maybe don't have the experience in the history but that can also be a benefit bringing in sort of a, a fresh take on the on the problem so eric hey great conversation really appreciated you uh you know giving us some of your time today and uh you know best of luck to you guys at uh, top of mind and we'll look forward to working with you again here in uh, 2021 thank you very much thanks for having me dustin yeah well so and if you enjoyed the podcast here make sure and subscribe to us on our youtube channel you can also find us on spotify apple uh, podcasts and soundcloud and this is actually our last episode of the year. So I want to, from the California MBA and myself here, want to wish everyone and their families a uh, safe and, and happy holiday season. And we'll see you again with some more great episodes to connect here in uh, January 2021.